Hey everyone, it's Walker. I just wanted you to know that we are still putting bonus content out there. If you want an extra episode every week, become a subscriber. It's available exclusively on Spotify for just $3.99 a month. Also, anytime we are between seasons and not putting out any free episodes, we will keep the bonus episodes coming. And if you subscribe today, you get access to the back catalog of all the bonus episodes that we've already done that you haven't heard yet. So if you're a hardcore, I don't need an acting class listener, check out the bonus subscription on Spotify. Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. When you read a book, the author is describing things which as an actor you begin to visualize. And I think that's really, really valuable. I often think that one of our jobs as actors is to write the novel that goes along with the script. But we have to write the novel experientially. In the actor has to be pages of description experientially. Okay. The other advantage of reading, I think, is it's a good exercise, I think, in building character. I I think this is one of the most difficult things we do. I think, I, I hadn't realized that the very, very, very dangerous idea that that apparently that is running rampant, which is you are enough. I'm thinking to myself, well, there's nothing wrong with you, but you're hardly enough. I mean, just the whole philosophy of you are enough says all I need is me. I don't have to expand. I don't have to do research. I don't have to find out about other periods. I don't have to take Milton's script analysis class. Just me, my imagination, And I always think those are the most absurd conversations. At any rate, I do think reading helps you begin to envision a character. I I think it's a really important thing when you're approaching character to really have a sense it's not about you. That you are building somebody else. It's the reason I loved the uh, late 1900s actor Coquelin because his approach to it was there's this other dude over there. I don't think you use the word dude, but there's another person over there and I am building that person. And then at some particular point, I step into the skin of that person. But the important thing is, You get to know this other person, this person over there, their behavior. And sure, their behavior may be similar to yours, but it's more interesting, I think, and just more creative to build how this person is not like me. But what you begin to do is you begin to do the work that we're doing in script analysis is that little by little, what you begin to do is layer in all of this information that begins to affect you. I did find a a note that I highlighted in all my notes. Let me see if I can find it. (laughs) 
<laughs> because I'm so good at finding. Oh, I know. Yes, a fact is only interesting if it stimulates you. And, and I mean, that's really an important thing. This is not a report. You know, you're not doing a report on World War II. Uh, you're not doing a report on life in middle of America. You're not doing a report. On, uh, in, in, in other words, none of this is about doing a report. And maybe your first understanding of it is you. Well, you know, so what? You know, fine. That's fine. Yeah, go ahead, Brian. It's actually, if you ask what's the nature of something, it's your point of view about it. Well, yes. I mean, look. Yes, because if I don't understand what the hell I'm talking about, I can't possibly play somebody else. But that's the reason I think it's very important to keep in mind this play is not about me. This play is not about me. Um, I am involved in it. I mean, I think, I I, I mean, look, I I find the idea that there's an acting teacher out there that's saying that you're enough to, to be dangerous and scary because I know what it's making actors do. It's just making actors make every play about them. I, I just know it. Whereas the truth is you are enough. But you are enough because you have the ability to expand. Uh, I mean, listen, Brian, it, it's Jesus. I mean, think about it. Your performance as Chris in All My Son is certainly going to be different than Jonathan's I mean, for God's sake, you live in Israel. You're living in the middle of a war. You personally have a relationship to war that Jonathan doesn't have. So, you know, you bring that to the table. It doesn't mean that Jonathan can't play the part. It just means that his road into it is going to be different. The nature of it, it's interesting, I discovered the word Um, several years ago in my note, and Stella had used it. And I thought it was such a brilliant word because I said, it really slows you down. I, I mean, if you say, what are the facts of this play and what is the nature of having been in war, it's going to slow you down. It's going to slow you down because you have to figure out my God, I wonder what it would like being at war. For Bayan, it's going to be different. It's going to be different. He he is going to understand things about living in fear in a way that the rest of us won't. In the same way, if I work on angels in America, having lived through AIDS, I am going to understand the play in a way somebody else doesn't. It doesn't mean you can't do the play. It only means Andrew Garfield can't do the play because Andrew Garfield believed he was enough and he thought he was enough because he could cry on cue. But it's really important because what you're doing is slowing down to consider it. 
This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Now, this started with... Um, I have a totally different relationship with Bayan, by the way. You can tell he asks these questions. and um, So here's the issue, by the way. When I listen to books, I listen to m- mindless books. But here's what I realized. At, at first, I like listening to it because the narrator would talk out uh, descriptions. And I thought, oh, isn't that wonderful? It's forcing me to visualize it. But then the narrator would start playing characters <laughs> and also, you know, Walker, Walker ha- has a lot of businesses running around and one, one of them is a voiceover business. And of course, JP does voiceovers. I mean, that's how he's uh, bought three houses or whatever he has. Anyway, so my relationship to voiceovers is totally different because I keep thinking, well, that's not, I swear to you, I was listening to one last night as I was taking a walk and I was saying to my, I said, that's not how I do that line. And with another one, I kept saying, no, 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 no. He's playing everything as if he's angry. There's no variation. So for me, listening to a book, is I like the idea of it, but it's slightly torture because I can't help myself. I mean, what I what what I do is give notes to somebody that's reading a book, and because I'm a hopeless romantic, uh, practically every book I listen to is like a Hallmark Christmas movie two people who don't get along and they shouldn't be together and they find each other. It's, it's you know, it, it's hopeless. It's, it's hopeless. But when you spend your life working on Ibsen and Strindberg and Arthur Miller and, and Clifford Odets and Eugene O'Neill, I mean, it, you need some time away from it. But I would say it's all very good to go very slowly and consider consider everything that's there. Now, look, you'll get better and better and better at this. You will, you will begin to look at a fact and think that the fact is interesting. And then you will, you will begin to f- fiddle with it. And you, you will begin to fiddle with it and find things. I, I'll tell you one danger. In my normal class, one of the technique exercises that I used to do is I would, I have a packet of obituaries. And so I'd have the actors choose an obituary and build a moment from this person's past. And it was never anybody famous. The the purpose of it was that you, if you're doing a play, as we will see, 
you have to be specific about the character. The writer gives you things that force you to be specific about the character. What I was trying to do with the obituaries was to get you all to be able to build the past just as an entity of building the past. One of the people for the obituaries was a man called George Sackheim. George Sackheim was a translator at the Nuremberg Trials. And he he had the most, God, talk about, he, he grew up in Berlin. When the Nazis were coming, his mother could see what was happening and they left for Israel. And um, she, she he, uh, eventually she sent him to America, to, to New York, to live with her sister. So now he's Jewish, living in New York. The war comes. He goes through high school. He's bilingual. And so he enlists and becomes a translator. He enlists in the military. Okay, now what was really interesting was there was an actor named Raphael and who used to be in class. Raphael had built a lot of things like a child growing up in Berlin. I mean, he'd built a lot of things to earn the past of the character. And then one day it was time for him to build what it was like to see a concentration camp for the first time. And it was mind boggling. I mean, the class was just like holding their breath. It was so specific and so horrifying. But here's the thing, Brian, I understood suddenly that this was Raphael's relationship to what he was seeing and not the characters. Now, it was important that you, the actor, have a relationship to it. But then when you're moving into this, this kind of advanced actor-character work, you have to understand the difference. And I think that is what you're asking about. And I think that's, that's big. I do. I think I think that's really big uh, because it would be totally and completely different the relationship that a 22-year-old German Jew in the American military would his relationship would be. To sing the Holoc- to sing a concentration camp for the first time, than it would, for, you know, in an odd sense, I, I I'm sure there, you know, it's the first time Raphael had ever done research about about a concentration camp. So do you see what I mean? And so all of this is, and this is the reason the concept of you're enough is dangerous because it makes you think, well, I mean, Raphael was very, very affected by it and the audience was very affected by it. So what's the difference? But you see, acting is not about you being affected by it. It is not about the audience being affected by it. 
you know, that's different. And how, how would you, like, what did you suggest for uh, Raphael? Or, like, oh, my God. I, I have to tell you something. I know sometimes I act like I know it all. And I know you expect me to know it all. Um, but this is when I brought in the cavalry. This is when I called my friend Sharon Carnegie. Uh, and, and we went through a lot. We, we went through how Michael Chekhov approaches it, which I still find too analytical. And she's the one that told me about Coquelin. And I'd never heard of Coquelin. She teaches a class on uh, history. Uh, if, if you, where's Amanda? If Amanda will remind me, I will um, send you Sharon's article or that she, she has on Coquelin. But it's not major. It's just that she said there was this actor in the late 1800s, and that was the way he approached things. Michael Chekhov confused me. It didn't confuse me, but I just, everything about Michael Chekhov I found really interesting, but I'm just not sure it, how usable it is for actors because it's so, you know, how is he different? You know, well, physically, mentally, spiritually, it's like, uh, but, you know, and all of a sudden I'm doing that thing that I didn't want to do, which is overthink. I think Chekhov, uh, I, like, I read the book and I tried to, like, uh, but it was, like, years ago. But I think he, what's good about it, I think he starts with the, you know, physicality. Like, you imagine the character first, like, walking, doing something small. And you know what? That's fine. Like That's fine. Maybe. But also, look, I, I think we have to be very careful. You cannot fall into the trap that says, first you Fill in the blank. Maybe. Maybe first you do that. I approach it totally differently. Because human behavior fascinates me. The first thing I look at is the character. Is I, I, I do it to people on the subway. I think to myself, I wonder what it would be like to be him. I do it to people in airports somewhere... I'm, I'm, I have, I, I, one of my students said, somebody's going to punch you out. You got to stop doing that. But I, I take pictures of people on the subway. I took pictures of a man. I, it's my, one of my favorite pictures. If I showed it to you, he was sitting at the airport in Los Angeles. And it was a man with a wife and like three kids. And I looked at this man and the look on his face. And it's just like, that's where I went first. It's like you could see the exhaustion of his life. And I mean, you could see everything. The exhaustion of having to keep his wife happy. The exhaustion of having to be a father for these kids. It was fascinating to me. But you see, that happens to be where I go first. I never think of who is this guy physically. Quite frankly, I think of who is this guy physically if I'm having trouble with the part. Uh, I think for me, the physicality comes out of what I understand about what's going on with the character. I, I, quite honestly, that's how it comes out. It's like once I have this per this person, once I have this, it's like a physicality. 
I had a lag and I didn't. Oh, you just missed the secret of acting. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And, and you know what the problem is? I can't remember what I said. And nobody else was taking notes. I Don't Need an Acting Class is created and hosted by Melton Justice and produced by me, Walker Vreeland. The opening track is by Jeffrey Kayser called Miram from his album Wild Crafted Live at the Dakota. And the closing track is Star Will Guide You Home by Martin Landstrom. If you are getting something from this podcast, if you're a loyal listener, uh, please rate and review us on Spotify, uh, on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it. You can find us online at I don't need an acting class.com, on Instagram at I don't need an acting class. And uh, as always, please email us with your questions and comments. Uh, you can email Milton directly at questionsformilton at gmail.com. Hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here with us. And we'll see you back here next time.